Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred words of the Bible. Each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. Hello, and welcome to today's podcast. It is Friday, December 10th, 2021, and um, so glad you're on today. We um, are in the second week of Advent and uh, going through some Advent readings um, each day. So thank you guys for being part of it. Hopefully it's uh, adding to your... um, focus and attention to, you know, what the Lord's doing during this Advent season. You know, there's so many things that you can do and be involved in, and there's no shortage of parties and events and uh, activities um, 24-7, practically. Uh, And with all of that, it's really easy um, to get sort of drowned, to literally like feel like you're drowning in it without really any spiritual grounding. Um, so yeah, this helps do that. That's why I love Advent calendars. I've been reading Advent devotion, Advent devotionals for years and years. Um, because, um, for that very purpose, because I know I'm, I'm prone to, I mean, I love, I be honest with you. I love all things Christmas. So, so I'm one of those who, you know, loves all things Christmas. Um, and I know even as a pastor, with all the things going on, it's so easy to lose the focus. Um, and so Advent readings really help, you know, draw in the, the mind and the heart and the spirit into the really the heart uh, of what all this is all about. And um, <clears throat> to, re, to reconnect in, with Advent and the longing and the uh, hopes that preceded for centuries, really, millennia honestly, <clears throat> that preceded the coming of Jesus. And so, yeah, so it's fun. I hope, it, and I hope it's helping that. And um, this this coming, this past week or this week that we're in right now, uh, the theme for the week is the coming deliverer. So the idea is to, to the readings kind of all around that theme of the coming deliverer. Um, and so looking back through some readings of the Old Testament, the epistles, as well as the gospels that really speak to Jesus as the coming deliverer, man, uh, and kind of this thing, we didn't read this and next week I'll do a better job of this, but the theme verse for the whole week is Isaiah chapter 40 verses three and 10, which say, prepare the way of the Lord. Behold, the Lord comes with might. That's awesome. Isn't it? Well, hey, hope you got. I'm, I'm I'm so glad you're part of the podcast today. Um, Friday is a special edition, only on the podcast today. We're not on Facebook Live <clears throat> or anywhere else, just on the podcast. So, thank you for finding it. Thank you for sharing for sharing it, subscribing to it, liking it. Really appreciate your comments, your feedback. Um, yeah, if you if you listen to it on Apple or a place where you can uh, leave a comment um, for the daily podcast, that would be incredibly helpful. Um, so, take a minute and just say. 
Terry does a really great job. <laughs> or I love it. Or, you know, something, something, something nice. <coughs> Excuse me. So, um, all right. So let's do it. We're going to dive into the word of God today. You know, we do. We read, we pray, we change the world. And so today we are reading from, if you have your Bibles and you want to kind of be ready where we're going, uh, Isaiah chapter 7, verses 10 through 25, uh, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13 through chapter 3, verse 5, and then Luke chapter 22. So Isaiah 7, 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, the latter part of chapter 2, and then Luke 22. Um, and uh, remember, we're reading through those, maybe if you're new to the podcast, we're reading through... Uh, what is guiding our reading, I should say, is a uh, a little book called The Minister's Prayer Book, uh, edited by Doberstein. And uh, I have the 1986 edition of it. There is a newer edition, which I'm still waiting to get, by the way. I did order it just so I could kind of compare the two editions. <clears throat> and I still haven't, had, still haven't received it yet. So um, still still waiting. <laughs> Maybe I'll get it by next Advent. Um, but yeah, this this guides our reading throughout the entire year, not just Advent. But Advent, you know, is the beginning of the Christian year. You know, the beginning of the Christian year does not begin with January 1st. The beginning of the Christian year begins with the first Sunday of Advent. Um, and so it goes um, all the way through the year and kind of begins with Christmas, uh, then Easter, and then uh the largest part of the uh, Christian calendar is what is called general time or ordinary time. And, um, is the season after Pentecost. So, yeah, so we're at the, we're happy new year guys. <laughs> happy new year. <clears throat> All right, let's do it. Let's see what the Lord has to say to us today. Um, on this, uh, on this Friday in the middle of Advent. Isaiah chapter 7, verses 10 through 25. Again, the Lord spoke to Ahaz. Ask the Lord your God for a sign, whether in the deepest depths or the highest heights. But Ahaz said, I will not ask. I will not put the Lord to the test. Then Isaiah said, Here now, you house of David. It is not enough to, to try the patience of humans. Will you try the patience of my God also? Therefore... The Lord himself will give you a sign. The virgin will conceive and give birth, a son, give birth to a son and will call him Emmanuel. And he will eat curds and honey when he knows enough to reject the wrong and choose the right. For before the boy knows enough to reject the wrong and choose the right, the land of the two kings you dread will be laid waste. So uh, Isaiah is saying there's a, the virgin will conceive and give birth to a son. You see the irony there, right? The virgin will conceive. Uh and so this is a predictive prophecy of the coming of Jesus. <clears throat> and by the time Jesus comes around, these two guys that are giving you all the trouble, Ahaz, remember Ahaz is a king in Judah, and he's threatened by external kings. And he's saying, look, God's going to take care of this. I know this, the, the crisis you're in right now seems like uh, uh, insurmountable and like the it's going to end the world. But let me tell you something. When Jesus comes, and obviously this is 700 years later, I mean, Jesus isn't going to come for many years. Um, but by the time Jesus comes, these guys won't even, they won't even matter. And it's true. They didn't even matter. They were insignificant. They were non-players. Obviously, they were long since dead. But even their kingdoms were were non-players. Um, that's always a good reminder, man. With all the 
just the, you know, political stuff and, and nation stuff. And, you know, we get, and obviously it affects our day-to-day lives to some degree, but the kingdoms of this earth will not last. They don't last. Only the kingdom of God is the one that's going to last. You know, you think about the kingdoms of when Jesus was born, the, the Roman Empire. It wasn't even just this. It was, and it was like the most powerful, threatening force in the world. And it was unimaginable that it would ever fall. It was unimaginable that it was ever would ever be threatened. And it would it dare not be challenged in that day. We don't even know. We don't, Roman Empire is insignificant to us today. <laughs> And that's just the word of God reminding us perspective, man, perspective. Um, Isaiah continues on verse 12. The Lord will bring on you and your people on the house of your father a time unlike any since Ephraim broke away from Judah. He will bring he will bring the king of Assyria. In that day, the Lord will whistle for flies from the Nile, from the Nile Delta in Egypt and for the bees from the land of Assyria. They will all come and settle in the steep ravines and in the crevices of the rocks and all the thorn bushes and at all the water holes. In that day, the Lord will use a razor, a razor hired, a razor hired from beyond the Euphrates, the king of Assyria, to shave your head and private parts and cut off your beard also. <laughs> I guess you weren't expecting that today. <laughs> I can't say I was either. Um what is he again? This is the prophetic imagination using creative language to describe the humiliation that the people of God will experience by at the hands of the Assyrians, and it happened uh, in seven twenty two. Uh, the northern kingdom of Assyria or the northern kingdom of Israel was uh, invaded and destroyed and occupied by the Assyrians, um, and here and it was humiliating. And here, basically. Isaiah using prophetic language is saying that's going to happen. He's going to shave your head and and your private parts <laughs> and your beard also. And remember in that uh, in that your beard was a sign of honor and um, a sign of uh, wisdom. To shave it would be uh, a humiliation. And because uh, let's see, in that day a person will keep uh, alive a young cow and two goats, and because of the abundance of milk they give, there will be curds to eat. All who remain in the land will eat curds and honey. In that day, in every place where there were thousands of vines worth thousands, uh, worth thou worth a thousand silver shekels, there will only be briars and thorns. Hunters will go there and bow with bow and arrow, for the land will be covered with briars and thorns. As for all the hills once cultivated by the hoe. You will no longer go there for fear of the briars and thorns. They will become places where cattle are turned loose and where sheep run. Mm. Yeah. So all these well-developed places that were uh, manicured and were fruitful, um, they're going to be destroyed Mm. by the Assyrians. And so you can see why there's a longing for a coming deliverer. Who's going to deliver us from these these invading forces, who's going to deliver us? Who's going to, who's going to save us? It's the advent waiting for that, waiting for that deliverer. All right, let's jump over to the New Testament, guys. Second Thessalonians chapter 2, verse 13. <clears throat> let's see what uh, Paul writing to the Thessalonians at the end of the uh, second correspondence with them. He says, but we ought always to thank God for you, brothers and sisters, loved by the Lord, because God chose you as first fruits to be saved through the sanctifying work of the Spirit and through belief in the truth. Wow. 
We're like the first fruits. You compare that to uh, the pr- prophecy of this uh, field that was once fruitful and became briars and thorns. And here Paul is saying, we, the people of God, post the coming of Jesus and um, are now the first fruits. The Thessalonians, they were the first fruits, like the first of those who would, a first of many. First fruits was always the first of many, right? Like the first fruits wasn't the end. It was the first fruits. It was sort of the first offering. <clears throat> it was significant. It was representative of more to come, <laughs> right? Just like Jesus was the, uh, the, the, he was, he was, he was the first fruits. Like he was, he was the first fruits Be- through him. Now many people can become sons and daughters of God through him. He was the first, he was the first fruits and the church, the early church was the first fruits. That's what he's calling uh, the Thessalonians. You were the first fruit to be saved by the sanctifying work of the spirit and through belief in the truth. He called you to this through our gospel that you may share in the glory of our Lord Jesus Christ. So then brothers and sisters, stand firm. Hold fat and hold fast to the teachings we passed on to you, whether by word of mouth or by letter. Paul's here raising the um, the value and authority of the spoken word, the word that was taught by Jesus, the preached word by the apostles, and by the written word of the apostles, the Bible. Yeah, hold fast to it, and may our Lord Jesus Christ Himself. And God our Father, who loved us, and by His grave grace gave us eternal encouragement and hope, encourage your hearts and strengthen you in every good deed and word. Hey, man, that's I pray that for you today. May, may the Lord Jesus Christ Himself and God the Father, who loves you, may He give you in, eternal encouragement and good hope, and encourage your hearts and strengthen you in every good word and deed. His word encourages us. His word strengthens us. It's an enduring word. Mm. Verse three or chapter three, uh, chapter three through uh, verse five. As for our, as for other matters, matters, brothers and sisters, pray for us that the message of the Lord may spread rapidly and be honored, just as it was with you. And pray that we may be delivered from wicked and evil people. There you go, deliverer. Be delivered. Christ, our deliverer. Do you know God can deliver you? Maybe you're in the midst of a situation that you need deliverance. Uh, Maybe you're facing persecution. Maybe you're facing, uh, like you're in over your head. And you need deliverance and salvation. Christ can do that. If he can save your very soul and save your and, and secure your eternal destiny, he can he can deliver you once more through the situation you're in. Yeah, <laughs> and he does. Yeah. Verse three. But the Lord is faithful. Yes, he is, and he will strengthen you and protect you from the evil one. We have confidence in the Lord that you are doing that you are doing and will continue to do the things we command. May the Lord direct your hearts into God's love and Christ's perseverance. Wow. Ponder that. May the Lord direct your hearts. So may the direction of your heart be toward God's love and Christ's perseverance. What's Christ's perseverance? Well, he exemplified perseverance on his uh, in his ministry and going and staying, remaining faithful to the Lord to the cross. His perseverance. 
even in, even and in particular the final week of his life as he was betrayed and, and rejected and uh, alone and suffered physically, mentally, emotionally in every way. He persevered till the end. Father, take this cup from me, yet not my will but yours be done. That's perseverance. <laughs> that's obedience. That's, that's trust. As we've said many times, we talk about, you know, more people become more like Jesus. What does it mean for you and I to become more like Jesus? Well, it means that we become more like Jesus in the sense of being willing to say, Lord, not my will, but yours be done, like Jesus did. That's being like Jesus. More and more being able to say, not my will, but yours be done. Being, be, being more like Jesus doesn't mean you start to look like Jesus in terms of like physical, even though we don't literally know what Jesus looked like, but that's not what it means. It doesn't mean you start like, you know, loving to wear robes and sandals because I want to be more like Jesus. It doesn't mean you start speaking in King James English. <laughs> Becoming more like Jesus means you start having the characteristics of Jesus, the fruit of the spirit, love, peace, patience, joy, kindness, goodness gentleness, self-control, but also it means, uh, and also it means surrendering, uh, more and more surrendering our will to the will of God, like Jesus did. Hmm. That's, and that was exemplified through us and to us in Christ's perseverance man, and going to the cross. I mean, his whole life was was a, was a was a lesson in perseverance, but certainly the final weeks of his life was the the epitome of uh, of perseverance, especially given the fact of all the things he could have done to avoid it because of his his uh, divine nature. But he didn't. He suffered for us. All right, Luke chapter twenty two. Let's jump over to the Gospels, verse fourteen through thirty. Luke twenty two fourteen through thirty. When the hour came, Jesus, well, interesting, we should talk about that because here we are. We're right at the at that moment, at that last week of Jesus' life so that our hearts might move towards Christ's perseverance. Here is an example of this um, a, a episode from this final week of his life, Luke 22, 14 through 30. When the hour came, Jesus and the apostles reclined at the table. And he said to them, I have eagerly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. For I tell you, I will not eat it again until it finds fulfillment in the kingdom of heaven. He's going to persevere. He's going to persevere till the end. Man, what an, what an inspiration, right? Man, may you have that today. May you have that perseverance in your heart today. Maybe you have a, a lot of work to do. Maybe you feel overwhelmed. Maybe there's a mountain you've got to climb and you, you're just at the base of it. You're not, not near the, you can't see the summit yet. You know what? Uh, may the Lord give you the strength and the power to uh, to persevere. Verse 17, after taking the cup, he gave thanks and said this, take this and divide it among you. For I tell you, I will not drink again from the fruit of the vine until the kingdom of God comes. And he took bread, he gave thanks and broke it. And he gave it to them saying, this is my body given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. In the same, uh, uh, yeah. In the same way, after supper, he took the cup, saying, "This cup is the new covenant, new covenant, new agreement, new cov, new uh, contract, spiritual contract. Covenant is a basically a contract, an agreement. Uh, this is the cup of the New Testament or covenant 
in my blood, which is poured out for you. But the hand of him who is going to betray me is with mine at the table. The Son of Man will go as it is, has been decreed, but woe to the man who betrays him. Hmm. They began to question among themselves which of them it might be and who would do this. You know why? Because they were all guilty. <laughs> Jesus says, somebody, somebody in this room is going to betray me. And they're like, oh, he knows. <laughs> he knows. They all, they, all, they all knew they were guilty. They all had sinned in some way, shape, or form. You know, it's like, you know, someone, someone looks at you and says, I know a secret. I know, I know a secret about you. You're like, oh, crap, which one? <laughs> right? Someone looks at you and says, I know a secret about you. You're like, oh, no, hope it's a good one. <laughs> There's so many. <laughs> and Jesus in the in the room with the disciples is like, uh, one of you have, are going to betray me. And they're like, oh, no, he found out. <laughs> they were relieved when they found out it was Judah, <laughs> Judas. Uh, um, verse 24, a dispute also arose among them as to which of them considered was considered to be the greatest. Okay. So now, now they really are sinning, right? So if, the, if there was any question, if they'd all in some sense, uh, not been in sync with Jesus, here's another example. They're starting to now argue which, who's going to be the greatest. Jesus is like, you still don't get it. Come on, man. We're near the end of my ministry here, and you're still you're still not getting what power in the kingdom of God is. That following me and being like me is surrendering your will to God's will more and more. But here you are, you're wanting to uh, claim a seat of power. You're wanting an office. You want a corner. You want in the corner office with the with the uh, with the glass glass. Oh, you know, with the window on two sides. You, you know, you want you want the big glass cornered office. And Jesus said to them, The king of the Gentiles lorded over them, and those who exercise authority over them call themselves benefactors. But you are not like not to be like that. See, there's this whole game they play in the in the in the world, right? You know, you, you get next to the right people so you can benefit from their power. Um, so you you know you want to you want to you want to be in uh, you want to be close to people who empower because you benefit from their power, right? I mean, yeah. You want to be in the you want to be in the president's cabinet because in the president's cabinet you you benefit from the power of the president. <laughs> but you are not to be like that. Instead, the greatest among you should be like the youngest, and the one who rules like the one who serves. For who is greater, the one who is at the table or the one who serves? Is it not the one who is at the table? But I am among you as one who serves. Hmm. You are those who have stood by me in my trials, and I conferred on you a kingdom, just as my father conferred on me, so that you may eat and drink at my table in the kingdom and sit on thrones judging the twelve tribes of Israel. Wow. I've, I've, I've given you places of power and authority, but it's a different kingdom, is what Jesus is saying. It's a different kind of kingdom. It's a kingdom that is uh, governed and ruled by servants where we serve, where greatness in the kingdom of God is not determined by how many people serve you, but greatness is determined by how many people you serve. It's the laying your life down for others. Jesus was the greatest of all. Why? Because he gave his life for the sins of the whole world. <laughs> he, he served everyone, every human being for all time. 
he offered his life as an atoning sacrifice for all sins. So he is by virtue of that and other things, but certainly by that, he's the greatest. So how do we, how do we um, um, achieve greatness in the kingdom of God? By serving. Not by, not by being served, but by serving. That's what greatness in the kingdom looks like. Wow. That's our deliverer, man. That's what Jesus taught us. That's who he is. That's what it's about. Um, the one that the world waited for, the coming deliverer, brought in a new kingdom that was governed in a whole different way than the world understood. Not governed by kings and, and kingdoms of this world that fade away. Not the Assyrian-type kingdoms that were uh, in power for a while but then fade away. Not the Babylonian kingdoms or the Roman kingdoms or even the United States kingdoms or the, the UK or uh, kingdoms in Egypt or wherever. It's an eternal kingdom that never uh, spoils or fades because it's governed by a king that is from everlasting to everlasting. Yes. That's what we're waiting for. That's what waiting, that's what the advent waiting is for. That's the deliverer that was to come. All right, guys. Thank you guys for so much for being on today. Uh, you know what we do? We read, we pray, we change the world. So, hey, let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for your word. Thank you for <clears throat> Jesus, who is our deliverer and uh, gave us an example of a way to live. Lord, we pray that uh, along with what your word reminded us of today, that our hearts would be led towards truth and through to Christ's endurance. Uh, Lord, for my friends today, some of whom may be tired, fatigued, may be weighed down by the worries and the cares of the world, may, they, may their hearts today be led towards Christ's perseverance. May they find strength they didn't know they had. May they find encouragement they didn't know where it came from and power um, that, um, that surprises them. Lord, bless each and every one today. May you give them a special measure of your grace and your goodness. Uh, may they be aware of your power and love for them. And God, as we go out, help us to be your hands and feet everywhere we go. Help us to be ambassadors, heralders of the good news of your son. We love you and we give you thanks. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Well, thank you guys so much for being a part of the podcast today, this special edition of the podcast or podcast only version of the daily time of prayer. Uh, thank you for sharing this, subscribing to it, letting people know how to find it. Really appreciate that. If you ever want to contact me about the podcast, you can do that. And I'd love to hear from you at Bible study podcast, 2020 at gmail.com Bible study podcast, 2020 at gmail.com. Again, I always love to hear from you. What's God doing in your life? How are you being encouraged? How are you being strengthened? How's this podcast helping? If you have comments, suggestions, how to make it better, I'd love to hear that too. All right, you guys have a great Friday. Have a great weekend. Hope to see you guys soon. We'll see you in Monday. God bless. Thank you for joining us today on Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, please help us by spreading the word about the podcast. You can do that by giving us a thumbs up, subscribing, and sharing it with your friends. You can also find me, Pastor Terry, as well as Bayside Church in Safety Harbor, Florida, on all social media platforms. The church you will find at Bayside Church SH. Again, thank you for being with us today and for sharing this podcast with your friends. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.